Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal. Happy Monday. It's the 15th of January, 2024. All right, folks, I'm coming to you a little bit earlier than I normally record because I have to leave the hotel and head to our next location on our cross-country drive. But as Patreon members will witness, I just received the mother load, the mother load of screenshots of very bizarre, very bizarre, some may even call it psychotic behavior uh, that has been going down with a previous victim of Jane Doe. Of course, you may have seen uh, over the weekend uh, canoodling with some of the uh, different uh, folks in the Clayton Neckard paternity scandal. And after you do that, we shared notes back and forth. Who's, uh, oh, she did this to me. Oh, she said this to me. And as you'll see in a video I just uploaded on YouTube, YouTube, um, I've actually, um, you know, you know, been, been able to sort of triangulate a little bit more about this wild story. So I'm going to share a little bit of that with you guys right now. But if you want the full, if you want to see my jaw drop and see these these images, uh, some of which I'm going to share with you, you got to go to Patreon. I don't have it. I have to redact things. I have to prepare it. I have to shine it all up and put it on a bow. And I'm just just not ready to do that. So you might get this tomorrow publicly. I'm not really sure. To be quite honest, I might have to talk to my legal team about this because I don't I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I'm like a dog who just had 50 tennis balls thrown at him, and I don't even know which direction to run in. So I'm going to have this story for you. Uh, plus, we've got some more on the Sheena Shea Vanderpump Rules beef versus Bachelor's Nick Vial. I've got that audio clip to share and some other content. We're going to get into all of that and more on today's episode. Well, let's just start with this Clayton Eckert paternity scandal stuff. Now, this is the man that was the sort of victim before Clayton. He spent $150,000 in legal fees. He, and again, probably should have spent more than that. He probably got a deal from his lawyer at that rate. They probably gave him the old paternity scandal discount. Either way, I've received some wild screen grabs that Okay, so this is hard to explain. Again, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to watch this play out here. Uh, but I'm going to try to try to share some ones that aren't as visually dependent with you. But apparently Jane Doe had a private sort of limited audience Instagram. And by that, I mean on Instagram, you can post an Instagram story that anybody can see. But then you can also post an Instagram story that only your close friends can see. And it's my belief that you don't know who the content creator's close friends are. So say there's somebody named Jane Doe and they want to send a harassing message to me, they could post on their limited friends profile and only have it so that I'm their only limited friend. So then when I see it, I would feel like maybe the no, she's publicly smearing me or maybe it's like witness, you know, maybe it's intimidation. I don't even, guys, I don't even know. I'm the one who's sounding crazy right now. Either way, these are some of the screen grabs 
uh, of Instagram stories saved that made their way to my sort of tip line. As you guys know, I've got a tip line here, so anybody can shoot me a message if there's any anonymous sources or anything like that. So one of them, uh, she shared, Jane Doe shared a book cover, which is called The Expectant Father, The Ultimate Guide for Dads-to-Be. And then she said, should be required reading when you're a father-to-be and a baby will soon have your last name dot 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 she also shares some crazy ones a baby is never a surprise or mistake you had sex without condom what did you expect a plasma tv i don't even know which of these are the craziest ones this one might be the craziest for me where she's where she posts an in okay so she posts a meme that says happy birthday to a really special guy and then she shares posting this early so i can be the first to say Cheers to the best year ahead. Can't wait for you to see your gift. Now, my guess is she's talking about her quote-unquote baby in her belly, her her unborn baby. Uh, happy birthday to a really special guy. Who would ever wish a happy birthday to their baby when they're only one or two months pregnant? I don't... How does it... What does this even mean? How could you say happy birthday? It's not even the baby's birthday. The baby doesn't even exist. There is no, she doesn't have a baby. Now she'll argue, well, I was going to have a baby and he coerced me into an abortion. We don't know. Like I said before, this is why Clayton Eckerd is trying his darndest to prove non-paternity and prove she isn't or wasn't pregnant because these are the shenanigans we're working with. Guys, I know this isn't the most salacious thing in the world, but it is shocking in different ways, right? We've been shocked by emails to her mother and different private things, but she's sort of weaponizing her limited friend group on Instagram to, I guess, intimidate the guy that she knows is watching. Oh, here, here's why. Okay, so she posted some links. All right, I'm literally figuring this out as we're talking. And again, go to Patreon to see the visual of this. She posted some links on some of these Instagram stories. Uh, here's one she posted, and she linked it to Pinterest. Well, when you go there, there there's some that have links here. Um, and, and when you go to a link, what happens is she, play, she can place a tracker in that link to see if you're clicking on the thing she's sharing. But to be quite honest, she wouldn't even have to do that. She could, like, so here there's, a, you know, a link to a Pinterest registry for a new baby dresser. I mean, what the hell's going on? Sorry, Jane Doe, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you're listening. You're not having a baby with any of these men. It didn't happen. Now, look, I did drive through Scottsdale, and I did have to fuel up my truck with diesel fuel. I went to the Shell gas station pump 11. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't want her to swab the handle of the pump and uh, maybe try to get some, I don't know, gas station DNA out of me. The last thing I want is any fetal DNA left on that handle. All right, we're making fun. We're having fun. Uh, but either way, an absolute wild, wild story. Hey, I was sent this a bunch of people that sent me reviews that they left some of uh you know reviews they left to nick files podcast you know expressing their disbelief that he didn't credit us i have to say I, i'm not one to say 
you know, oh, go give him a bunch of negative reviews. But we got a bunch of positive reviews. I mean, a bunch out there. Again, I hate to call out the negative when there's so much positive, but someone did say, leave a bad review and said, you're losing me. With um, I've been a longtime listener and subscriber, and I've always been supportive of Dave, especially with what he is doing with the paternity scandal. I'm beginning to feel frustrated with the consistent pushing of Patreon, GoFundMe, and then the insane amount of commercials for the 24-minute podcast. Listen, as far as commercials go... I'm trying to find the sweet spot. Uh, I don't get to decide how many commercials the podcast app fills. So I say, oh, put four in, and then usually they put 25% of that, which means they put one in. So it could just be that maybe you're a very lucrative demographic, so they're putting more ads in. I truly don't know. But you can fast forward through the ads. You know what I mean? You can hit skip, which is nice. So if anyone doesn't want to participate in the ads, which you know give us a lot of revenue for you know buying baby cribs for actual babies, I totally understand that. Just hit fast forward. And as far as Patreon goes, you know, it's, it is a large sort of um, a community now. We're at 1,100 plus members. So we've got almost as many people on Patreon as we do listening to the podcast. I am sorry I'm losing you, but for the greater good, I think we're doing the right thing. All right, let's move on to some other juicy drama. Here, and oh, you know what? I wasn't even prepared to show this. Uh, Liz Neptune was on Megan Fox's podcast. Megan Fox, not the actor from Transformers, uh, but Megan Fox, a journalist. Liz Neptune is a content creator, and she's a black content creator. And I say that uh, not, not because it would matter, but in this case... Uh, it looks like Jane Doe is targeting her, uh, which is offending a whole new community of content creators saying, not only are you going after a a smaller YouTube channel, like 7,000 followers, but you're also now going after a minority content creator who, by the way, have it a lot harder in a lot of different ways on a very white dominant YouTube platform. Like that, that is no denying that folks like Liz Neptune have a extra high hurdle to overcome in an otherwise. So go check out Liz Neptune if you haven't already and support her, of course. But also uh, in their conversation, you can go check it. They streamed two days ago. It was, I mean, they, they had a blast going over all of the court documents, but it appears as though a sheriff was called by Jane Doe in Florida and they read some of the papers from that absolute wild stuff. But here's a moment where Megan Fox just took a dig at Nick Vial. I wasn't even there. Have a listen. He did. And you know what? I I also think uh, that Nick Vial is a cuck. And I'm sorry I'm <laughs> saying it right now. He's got oh, cuck damn. energy. Earmuffs. She said he has cuck energy. I look, okay, I don't even know I don't even know the full definition of that term. Uh, but either way, it's funny to hear Megan Fox, a mom, <laughs> called someone else a cuck. Yeah. I was like, come on. I'm like, he are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? And I said that in my video too. I said he said some really horrible things to her, and he had every right to do that. He had every right to. So again, they're they're talking about the fact that Clayton Eckerd uh, has held his uh, you know head high, even though he was criticized by Nick, of course, for the way he conducted himself. Okay, let's do this. I've got uh, I've got the Sheena Shea Nick Vial stuff coming up. Please don't give me a bad review for going to an ad break. We'll be back right after this. 
Now, some people might think I've got an axe to grind with Nick Fyle. I truly don't. He's just he's just kind of like the the sort of like the douche uh, sort of uh, 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 captain for the Bachelor content creator community. He rallies people around because it's like almost impo- it's almost hard to believe that even an idiot like him could stumble upon the success he has. No, he's got a good business mindset, but um, you know, anyway, not not don't I don't I don't think anyone's uh, you know would would accuse him of having like sort of a yeah a real a real great uh, uh, set of interview skills. I don't know. What do I know? Different personalities, different strokes for different folks. Either way, with all of that said, I take his side here with what I'm about to share with you. Uh, Sheena Shea, I guess word got back to her. She's on Vanderpump Rules. We covered this in the morning episode, but now I have the audio. Word got back to her that Nick was talking trash about her. Um, and he kind of was, but he called her a pick me girl, but he said it in like a very slimy, like sort of way where he legally, he was like, some people might say, can you imagine fighting with somebody and being like, well, somebody, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting with like your spouse. Some people might say your, the way you chew very loud is really annoying. Uh, well, some people might say that, uh, you fart in your sleep, you know, <laughs> what, so, you know, but either way, that's the way Nick described her. He said, some people might say she's a pick me girl, uh, which I, I don't even know what uh, those, these are the terms. How's Nick? I mean, he's like what, 42, 43, 50. How old is he? How do, how do people keep up with these terms? Pick me girl. I, I guess I understand what it means it's the person who's trying to like please everybody and please all the men but Sheena Shea I mean she had a friendship with Tom Sandoval like maybe she just likes to have friends maybe she's not a pick me girl maybe she's just somebody who likes everyone to get along which was tough because of the Ariana Maddox being cheated on by Tom Sandoval and you know it was very interesting season 10 of Vanderpump Rules because she had to deal with that fallout and take take Ariana's side but also like you know deal with it deal with and cope with the fact that uh, her friend could do something like that well now she's responding to others in the Vanderpump world and Bachelor world that have uh, accused her of having Brock on her payroll Brock of course is her husband have a listen to what she has to say and then we'll play the clip of what Nick actually said a lot of questions came in about Nick Files' recent podcasts. I feel like I have been a subject on the last several episodes of his podcast because, I don't know, he has nothing else to talk about. He keeps bringing Charlie on. Katie and Dana just did an episode recently. But one thing I'll say is I actually, and maybe this was naive of me to think, but I actually thought Nick and I were friends. I've known him for years I've got his phone number. We've done some social media things together. And of course, we all have his phone number. He gives he he likes to call people because he doesn't want screen grabs coming out. He's just very much like a people controller. So he calls her a pick me girl, but he's really a pick me guy when you think about it. I mean, I mean, the fact that he would go so far down his Rolodex to want to talk to me to make sure I curry good favor with his image. And, you know, that doesn't that's not something he explicitly said, but when somebody like myself hits the world of YouTube and be starts to become a little bit of a bigger name you want to know who he is and um, and of course that's uh, my belief as to one of the reasons why Nick contacted me now Nick told me he wanted to hire me to be a part of his podcast empire which may may maybe would have been true maybe that's what he wanted I, I don't think he realized at the time that he couldn't afford me uh, not 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 because he couldn't meet my rate but because I I you know 
there is always a price to have to have someone be your boss. And the last thing I want is to have, uh, you know, hear back from him if he doesn't like the way I cover something. That's why I'm independent. But either way, Ashina, uh, you know, obviously misguided in thinking he's her friend. No, he's trying to break into the Bravo world. I've guessed it on his podcast. And I actually thought we were friends. So Charlie referred to you as a payroll husband. Mm hmm. And then on the next episode that Katie and Dana did, I think he referred to you as the payroll husband. Yep. So I'm like, let's let's break this down. What does that mean? Does that mean that I pay you to be my husband? That I treat you like an employee? That I earn more money than my husband? Because yes, that's true. That's not a secret. And also, I don't see... What's wrong with earning more money than my husband? I feel like it seems a bit misogynistic that the woman can't be the breadwinner in the family because support comes in so many forms when it comes to a family. Financial support is just one of them. You support me and this family in so many ways that I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do even with this podcast and have the freedom of changing schedules and all of that if I didn't have you at home as much as you're able to be to work from home to support me in that way. So that really irked me when also his fiance is literally on the payroll. So I'm like, that's kind of rich coming from you. But um, wh what do you want to say about that? Well, I feel like uh, the comment from Charlie was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. um, I could see where she would get the term payroll husband. First off, again, I'm the only member of your family that's not on the <laughs> that's payroll. That's actually true. That is actually true. Because not my dad. My dad's not on the payroll <laughs> either. But like but mom, on that, sis. In that context. But, but it's all because, you know, you're very we're higher within. I, not a problem with that. I think it comes from just my un. Un my unwavering support for you, mm -hmm. right? So, like, what do you want to do? What, my schedule is second to yours, and it's not the fact that you, you know, it's because we're a family, okay? And I don't think she understands that concept. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, yeah, I have had a career. I was a professional athlete. I went down to San Diego. We had the gyms. We met through the pandemic. Okay, so you can really hear how Brock kind of states his case that he's there to support his wife. Hey, sounds like a great guy to me. Now, don't get me wrong. Nick doesn't really throw any shade at Sheena here. Have a listen. Are Brock and Tom like besties? I don't think they're like besties, but they definitely have a... Relationship. Yeah. Charlie called him a payroll husband. <laughs> She's She has been calling him that, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. I kind of I'm kind of sad that Charlie's not on the season. I was really so anyway. That, that's really all they did on this latest episode, and it's going to be interesting what kind of rifts are developed between Sheena and any cast members if she does have a beef with Nick because Nick's now hiring here Katie Maloney, uh, Sheena's friend from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, but of course, Nick, you know, if if he's if he's willing to let someone bash Sheena on his platform, that's almost as bad as endorsing uh, it yourself. You know, it's just one of those things. What what Sheena needs to realize, and I, I'm the, I'm kind of the same energy as Sheena, but what she needs to realize is it's kind of psychopathic. Don't make a big deal out of it. He's going to do what's best for him. You do what's best for you. Go full, you know, make a podcast war out of it. That's good TV or good audio. All right, we'll be back to wrap this thing up with a little bit more content right after this. 
Well, you know me. I'm a Taylor Swift fan club here. Her second cousin claims he played Cupid. I set her up with Travis. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are two peas in a pod these days, but in terms of their initial coming together, her relative is now coming forward to claim he played matchmaker. We're going to have to listen to this. His name's Danny Fry who's a dirt track racer in Oklahoma. Hey, I'll be in Oklahoma today. Maybe I can get Danny Fry on the podcast. Can you imagine? Uh, my biggest podcast guest is the second cousin of Taylor Swift. He did an interview this weekend where he revealed he's Taylor Swift's second cousin. I'm sure Taylor Swift uh, does not condone this, uh, this besmirching of the name. Have a listen. There's no bigger Swifty in the building than you. Your cousin really is Taylor Swift. Yes, I, I will say for sure I am the biggest Swifty in all of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So hold on, is this like fourth cousin, twice removed, dogs, uncles, best friends, pediatric nurse? Uh, it's not that far away. Uh, we are uh, second cousins. Nice. Uh, grew up uh, pretty close, obviously, uh, since she's exploded. I mean, it makes it a little bit difficult at times, but, uh, but yeah, we grew up together. Her family grew up, uh, she grew up right outside Philadelphia uh, up until about high school and then uh, moved to Nashville. Obviously, uh, has been doing all right since moving, moving there. Yeah, so... Yeah, Taylor Swift is doing okay. If she puts a little bit more work into it, she might, she might have a career. Uh, got to experience a lot of great things. Um, funny thing is, a lot of people have been trying to figure out who I am lately. So... Um, but yeah, it's it's been an interesting, say, month or so. I've been going to a few Chiefs games. Um, oh, so they are friends. He's going to Chiefs games. Okay, I was wondering. I mean, hey, look, they're second cousins. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? We all have a second cousin that we you know uh, catch eyes with at the barbecue. You know, who's that? That's your cousin. <laughs> been having, uh, you know, made a love connection between between her and uh, Travis Kelsey. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's been been quite the uh, quite the I guess thirty four years that we've had together. So, she, so how are we gonna get how are we gonna get your cuz to see the real celebrity in the family come to a dang midget race? A midget I, race? What? I think they're talking about cars. I've, uh, I've been trying. Um, she is not the biggest <laughs> racing fan. Um, wait, wait, we can't say that. She's just not. Yeah, she she likes it. Let's just. PR it over, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she is very well aware of what we do here. Um, but uh, yeah, trying to get her to race, uh, she she uh, politely has turned me down a little bit. All right, there it is. Taylor Swift, the billion dollar pop star, not willing to race in, I guess, one of these. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> they they call them midget midget cars. We're gonna call them little person cars. There, that's uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a different uh, term I'm missing here, but uh, I don't think Taylor Swift will be uh, racing those cars uh, anytime soon. She's uh, flying private jets, whereas her second cousin is on the dirt track. Hey, no shame there. No shame in the game. Look, folks, I'm telling you this right now. It is not easy to make content on the road. I'm in a Hyatt right now. Um, I am using all of my mobile gear. I appreciate you all sticking around. I buy my new home on Thursday. I move in on Saturday. I'm guessing I'll have my 
proper studio equipment up by Monday, which by the way, isn't that the premiere of the new season of The Bachelor? Boy, things are coming fast. I'm going to have to make sure I have internet for dang sake. Either way, I'll have all of that and more. Um, If you're a second cousin of mine, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe. I appreciate all of your support. I'll be on the highway. If you see a big yellow truck go by, honk at me, baby. Uh, We'll be back with more content tomorrow morning. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.